Ladies and gentlemen, in the blue corner, standing at a sleek 5'11", 245 pounds, the tumultuous tempest of technique, Thomas Lilly. And in the red corner, at a curvaceous 5'11", 315 pounds, the jovial juggernaut of judgment, John Cheryl Sheridan. A meeting of the masters of mastication turn your attention as they delve deep into all things lifting and more. This is Peak Speak. Yep, I am on. Like turned on or just on? Whatever you want me to be. Oh, that's exciting. Speaking of, I was going to say, speaking of love in the air, Cupid works hard in February, but our friends at Manscaped are working harder than ever to ensure that your Valentine's Day is one to remember. Don't turn this day of romance into Independence Day this year and get in control with their Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. This February, join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code PIGSPEAK for 20% off and free shipping. Contrary to popular belief love is not blind when you can't see past the love jungle and for extra freshness the performance package also includes manscapes liquid formulations like the crop preserver ball deodorant the crop reviver ball toner this deodorant works out wonders out of the shower while the toner is perfect on the go weapon that is designed to keep your goods smelling wonderful all day and Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PEAKSPEAK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PEAKSPEAK. Help tame that love jungle you have in your pants with Manscaped. Nice. (sighs) We need more audible, suggestive eyebrow noises, but I'm not sure how we translate that into an audio format. Yeah, definitely. You should also drink some coffee. Well, I was going to say, while we're on the topic of Valentine's Day, uh, the boys at Prism are currently running a sale on their single origin coffees using the code SINGLE, which I think you'll actually get more discount than if you use the code PEAKSPEAK, but you'll support us more if you use PEAKSPEAK. Uh, Either way, get your hands on some delicious coffee. I found out recently that they're, I think it's Monte Carlo... I think that's the name of it, something like that. There is actually a filter coffee, not a one roasted for a milky coffee, which is good to know because I was using it with milk and I have now transitioned to exclusively using it with filter and it's way fucking better. That's good. What does single origin mean? Uh, As in all the beans came from one farm. Okay. I believe. So, uh, So like taxi, the prism like standard line is um, a blend of two or three different coffees. Uh, and then their single origin ones are all from one destination or one farm. Mm. Okay. So they That's tend right. to, the, the single origin one tend to be uh, like a little bit more expensive because they're smaller batch and stuff like that. Cool. 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 Yeah. cool. Um, how'd your novice comp go on the weekend? 
Yeah, good man. Uh, we had originally had like 55 competitors and we ended up with like 48 or so on the day. Uh, we split it into two comps just to keep our numbers down from a COVID restriction standpoint and because I didn't really want to be in a gym with 100 people in it all day. Uh, so that made for a very long day because we ended up with about an hour and a bit in between comps, which was actually really good because it gave us time for all our like spotters and stuff to eat some lunch. Like Stefan was here. So everyone got to eat some barbecue and hang out for a bit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I got here at 10 past seven and I think I left at seven thirty. So it was mm. a long fucking day, uh, but really good. It's, I always really enjoy the novice comps. I think, uh, watching new people hit the platform, watching people, uh, you know, either break barriers that they didn't know were there or, or things like that is just, yeah, always really fucking exciting. And I always walk away from those comps just really stoked about the whole thing, you know? Uh, sometimes the JPC comps or the, the sanction comps can get a little too serious, but there's something about our novice comps that we're always in a bit more of a party mood and it's a bit more of an enjoyable process because of that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the I like the two, two groups in one day format. It's way better for the lifter as well. You know, oh man, four flights. We had two guy, two groups of <clears throat> like twenty to twenty four. So both both comps were done in under three and a half hours. Like, yeah. and that wasn't pushing it. Like, we weren't hustling to get through it. We still had ten minute breaks between lifts, and you know, we're still pretty relaxed about it. And we just, yeah, it's so much easier. Uh, as a lifter myself, like, I'd I'd always prefer a short, fast comp than yeah. a long, drawn out one. I just don't do well when it's a six hour fucking comp. The I'm running APL Queensland States on March the. 12th and 13th, I think it is, or 11th yeah. and 12th, whatever that weekend is. Um, and it's actually the second biggest comp I've ever run, the, the first biggest being the... That Nationals um, you ran. The Edge Nats, yeah. yeah. I think that comp had 150. This this one has 120, and we've got like 30 people on a wait list as well. Um, so we're doing the same thing, splitting into two groups per day and running it over two days. The, it's The absolute hardest thing about doing that is just the help. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot of lot of volunteer time that goes into it. So, if you're listening to this and you know your local meet director is running these comps, if you are available to help, it goes a long way. Yeah, man, uh, and especially with the splitting it over a day, over two days, like getting people to back up and do the second day is fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and I know that because like on Monday after I spent twelve hours in the gym, I woke up at like ten past five when I normally get up, mm. went to go to the gym to train and sent Jono from Prism, who I've been training with recently, a message. I was like, I am not fucking coming in. <laughs> I went back to bed for two hours. It was great. But yeah, backing that up on the second day is brutal. Excuse me. Smooth. I like that. Thank you. How's life up north, my friend? Uh, it's good. I went to Adelaide last weekend. And oh, yeah, that's right. I left to go to Adelaide and it was the hottest probably i've ever experienced queensland in my entire life the week before that and i've come back and it's actually quite nice so i'm Beautiful. glad that it's not as hot as it was yeah um, summer look looks pretty dreary in canberra you keep posting photos of like completely fogged over yeah that was pretty weird this morning to um walk out and and see a, a foggy day it's now fucking 28 degrees and beautifully sunny mm. uh so hopefully this week weather continues while we go down the coast for the weekend but uh We'll see. Hmm. Sweet. Well, you know what else is sunny? Good business. <laughs> <laughs> that was really bad. Yeah. That, like, you've got some good ones in the bank, but that was not one of them. 
it wasn't one. But uh, here we are anyway. Here we are. Here we are. I thought we'd change things up today and, um, uh, you know, talk, talk a little bit less of the lifting side of things and talk a little bit more of the, the business side of things because there are a, co- a lot of coaches, fellow gym owners that listen to this. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but like not from an analytical standpoint, but just a pure curiosity standpoint. I love talking to people in our circumstances, hearing their journey in terms of their businesses, but also hearing just how they run things now right? because we all come into this um, much like we all come into coaching with no fucking clue what we're doing and we really just figure it out as, as we go along and, and some people end up being tremendously successful and some people really grind out and experience high levels of stress and it all comes from a place of like uh, you know sometimes you figure things out and sometimes it works really well or sometimes you try and figure things out and you can't figure it out and you don't know where to go for the resources to figure things out and it can be a really uh, brutal experience so I guess I just wanted to um, or you think you've figured it out and then it fails fucking miserable <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have to start the whole process again because I think we've all been there at some point too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the real tricky thing with not knowing something on a subject that you've got no, uh, no scale, no benchmarks, no milestones, no understanding of anything. So you don't really know what you're looking for. Like mm. ultimately, what it all sort of points towards the you know the tip of the pyramid is like do you have more money in the bank account or less money in the bank account <laughs> but what are all the pathways that are going to lead to influencing that um how do you scale your growth over time all of that stuff is stuff again we just never get taught no man and i like even the little bit of time i spent down talking to jamie while i was in melbourne just like hearing about how other gyms with a similar model to mine works is always interesting because i inevitably walk away from those sort of conversations with at least an idea about how I can improve what I'm doing because everyone's doing something a little bit different, right? Like I don't think there is a a standard model for gyms like ours. There's definitely elements that are common across a lot of them. Uh, But then it's also looking at the difference between the gym as a business unto itself and the coaching service and being able to provide that distinction as well. And so for me, yeah, I like, I always enjoy these competition, these conversations (laughs) about competitions maybe. Uh, But no, and as I said to you before, we started recording there are definitely aspects of your business that i can learn from and i'm sure plenty of others can as well uh and so yeah i'm more than happy to to talk bidness only if we only if we refer to it exclusively as bidness for the rest of this podcast yeah and so like i i'm in the fortunate position now of having doing this coach development program and and seeing a lot of other gym owners come through it and and seeing other you know people who aspire to be gym owners come through it and and hear the kind of like strategies that they've used or the struggles that they've faced and um formulate a little bit more of an idea of what's actually out there um it's really curious because the the most common conversation that you'll have with any coach or any uh person when they're outside of your area like geographical area is people don't have everyone thinks that nobody has money like oh it's different you know up in brisbane people have money down here in sydney out in the western suburbs people don't have money out here it's like that's not how it works if people aren't giving you money it's not because they don't have it it's because you don't know how to get it you know you don't know how to acquire the 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 leads in the first place you don't know how to sell to them because money is almost never an issue we make time to create money for the things that we desire None of us need a phone that's as powerful as the phones that we have. No. Very, or let me say, very few of us need a phone that's as powerful as the phones that we have. Like realistically, most people use their phone to call, to text, and to go on social media. 
Not Who much else. Who fucking calls anyone these days? We're <laughs> um, all just communicating exclusively in text and memes. It's That's the most how I do it. It's the most uncomfortable but also refreshing transition of my role in my own business is that I spend a lot more time talking on the phone. Uh, I'm notoriously terrible at text messaging. Like out of Facebook, Instagram, email, text messaging, text messages like way, way, way down the list. And people are like, fuck, you're really bad on all those other platforms. How are you bad at texting? <laughs> How much worse can it get? Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's a good example. You know, we, we, um, uh, we prioritize. It's not a question. Like ask someone, what are you most people don't even know what they pay for their monthly phone bill it's just like i must have this is how much it costs that's it yeah you know people people do have money it's if it, this idea of like oh nobody in my area has money is just silly and it's it's funny how people will create that narrative and then just buy into it because yeah. the immediate distinction that you'll make is like is there an f45 in your area they're a CrossFit yeah. box in the area because they cost 60 bucks a week. So how do you think that people, they're running a successful business? People do yeah. have money. That, and that's the thing that I think I certainly struggle with for a long time in that like I went through a phase of not having our prices listed on the internet because I felt that what I would end up with was a group of people who just never got in contact with us at all because they saw a number on a screen and didn't really understand what it was that we do because like our model is a little bit different to your average commercial gym or the more like class-based crossfit functional fitness kind of uh, big box gym like that. Uh, and so I was like a little bit scared to have those numbers on the on the website you know like our first month is like a 500 dollars package that includes coaching and a bunch of other things like that and so for me it was the thought process that i could explain the value of that better than in person having a conversation with someone about how it fits for them and how they're going to get a benefit from it than i can just listing what you get and the price on the internet what I found was that actually I ended up having a lot more discussions with people who really weren't interested in what we were offering because they hadn't been pre-filtered by that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now what we've got is all our prices are listed on the internet and you can see them and that's fine because then the people that contact us after that have already acknowledged that that's part of it in most cases, not in every case, but in most cases they've come through the website, seen what we do and then still contacted us. So it's worked really well in my favor as a filter for actually qualifying leads essentially because I think I was in exactly the same position, like a little bit intimidated by having to tell people these are what the prices were because at the time it was like man i like that's a lot of money for me to be spending on a gym membership and for someone else to do it like you get into this fucking cycle in your head of of justifying why you shouldn't be that expensive or why it's not now i'm constantly looking at like well maybe i should increase my prices you know yeah and how Uh, many how many times over the years have your clients said to you man you're too cheap you need to charge more for what you do you know, and, and you've got that on one, on that that angel on one shoulder, and the devil on the other shoulder of people that say, "Oh, I'm not paying that." You know, and you, sometimes you don't know where you stand. You're like, "Where? What the fuck do I even do?" <laughs> Man, like we increased our prices for the first time mid last year or the year before, for the first time since 2016, and it was like two or three dollars a week. And even that, I was like apprehensive about talking to people about you know and so in the end like we did it i sent out an email i had no kickback whatsoever 
like no one was like oh that's ludicrous i'm walking away uh and so i think so much of that is actually in the the narrative that you're having in your head more so than actually what the people that are paying you already or or want to pay you for are thinking Mm -hmm. and that that narrative that you create like this is so important for any anyone with any sort of business you know pts coaches or gym owners to hear that narrative of like my my service my product is not valuable enough to charge this amount of money and that fear you create around saying the price or showcasing the price will filter out when you're having your sales concert con- uh, conversations you'll be saying things like oh no it's expensive but here's why you don't say that just say yeah. this is what it costs because yep. you're not selling them a product that costs this much. You you hit the nail on the head with the word that you slipped in there that people might have missed. You said the term like people looking, or you describing the value. You're selling the value. And so like the other comment you made, which is super common, oh, you know, these, the, how can I justify a gym membership of $35 a week? Because you're comparing two of the, two of the same thing that are very, very different. Yeah, you're exactly. looking at four walls and gym equipment. That's not what we sell. No. We don't sell four walls and gym equipment like World Gym does. So why would we be priced the same? We we sell an incredible amount of value that comes with that. And this is the art of of sales. Like this is for 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 prospective clients or people that balk at the price of gyms. You need to hear this: is that what is the value that you're getting? Don't compare to something completely different, like another gym that just has four walls and gym equipment. Uh, and for people selling this stuff, it's like. You need to put your product, the thing that you're selling, into a category of its own. Like mm. come back, come back to the phone conversation. What what phone do you use? You're an iPhone guy, right? Yeah. Okay. What's your next phone going to be? Definitely an iPhone. <laughs> okay. So I work at the shop. I work at Telstra or whatever, whoever you're with, and you come in. What's it going to take for me as a salesman to convince you to go to Samsung? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Pretty much nothing's going to get you yeah. over that line, right? Because yeah. iPhone is a category of one for you. Yeah, yeah. There is I, no and question. And I live in that ecosystem. Yeah. That's that's where you're going to go. And so as as someone selling this product, this service that we sell in our gyms, we need to showcase to the client what they're going to get. As you, you as a consumer, when you are comparing to other gyms, you need to be comparing the value that you're going to get, not the picture of the gym when you walk in. And that yeah. changes the game. That's why those people that you used to get, that I used to get tons of because I was exactly the same. I never put the prices on the website because I was too scared to tell people what it was. And it was almost half the price of what it is now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I was too scared to put, what's the first question they ask when they walk through the door? It's always, how much is it? How much is it? Yeah. And what do we do? We fucking freak out and we answer it. Well, it's 20 bucks a week. Don't answer the question. Yeah. Tell them what they're actually buying before you tell them the price of it because that's going to change the game that's been the biggest change in just in like how I approach sales. Cause I think like a lot of coaches, I was always a bit irked by the concept of sales, you know, like it, it sounds slimy. We all have this, uh, this sort of assumption that selling someone something can be manipulative and all of those things, which it really can be if you're doing it from a place of the wrong sort of motives. But if you genuinely believe in what it is that you sell and you, and like, I genuinely believe in what I sell. I have, I know for a fact I have changed people's lives with the way that we do things and will continue to for a very long time. So I'm very confident in our ability to do that, which then means that I can have a genuine conversation with someone about like, what do they actually need? 
right? Like, and that's the the whole discussion. Like, the first thing I say is like, okay, like, what was it that that attracted you to us? What was it that? What is it that you don't like about what you, the scenario you're in currently? What do you feel like is missing? All of these questions that, are, from my point of view, are about identifying how I can relate what our product is to the problems that this person has. Oh, I don't feel like I'm getting results. Cool. Why don't you feel like you're getting results? I'm not following a program. I don't know what I'm doing. All of these things. Cool. We've got all of those things built into how we do it. Here's how we're going to go through this process. Here's what it's going to look like for you. Here's how you're going to get all the value out of it and continue to get the value out of it. Here's what it costs. And being able to actually have a conversation that flows like that in a way that isn't like fake or made up or anything like i genuinely am interested about what it is that brings people to us because to be honest that's the secret if you can figure out what brings people to you and you just keep fucking doing more of that then you're probably going to make more money it's probably going to work out better uh and so i've just gotten way better at just being open and honest about those conversations and and say and like not being afraid to say to people this isn't what you're looking for because I think once you have confidence in what it is that you sell and the first thing you got to do is know what you fucking sell then you can have confidence in it being right for some people and it not being right for others mm-hmm. and I bet like correct me if I'm wrong but I bet that since changing the way that you showcase what you guys do there that you very, very, very rarely, if ever anymore, have to say this isn't for you because yeah. now the people that are walking through the door are ready. They know what they're in for. Yeah. Uh, they just need to be pushed over the line a little bit more. Um, yeah, man. And, yeah, it's 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 so funny. Um, I, I don't know how much you get bombarded with this, but increasingly as I do education stuff, I get bombarded with these gym gurus so much more about oh, like, yeah. you know, um, uh, yeah, just getting more leads and just people that have never really run a gym or owned a gym or been in the fitness space, you know, have a system. And it, it's it's crazy because these systems work. They work very effectively, uh, but because they don't know your market, it's like they've got this acquisition skill down pat. They know how to get people in the door, but if they don't know the market, they're sending the message to the wrong market. So you just yeah. end up getting heaps of people that that will show up and they have no idea what they're showing up to. Yeah, man. Um, over COVID, we, we got a grant and we used a marketing company and we had a lot of meetings and consultations and they didn't listen. Long story short, they kind of fucked us over a bit, but it wasn't our money, so whatever. Um, it was a big learning experience though because we got exposed to you know the, the, the marketing common marketing strategies used um, applied to the wrong target market that then filtered into us and we just had all these consultations. Was that where you doing like would, three week trials and things like that? Yeah, we were doing stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Basically, yeah, again, they, they didn't listen to a word we said in terms of who we were targeting and the kind of message and, and what we did and everything like that. Um, it was pretty unfortunate in the end, but again, uh, something, something it's to a learn from. Lesson, yeah, right? it, that's, well, it, that's how these things work. It was good that it didn't actually cost us anything. Like I would have been <laughs> yeah. really upset if it was my money yeah, um, yeah, or the, sure. the company's money, I should say. Um, yeah, it's a, but it's, it's so interesting like what you were saying in terms of um, in terms of those conversations, you know, we talk so much about how much we love, regardless of whether it's lifting or any other subject, just the idea of seeing other people's passion. Mm. When you, when you are talking to someone about your gym, your product, the results you get, um, once you've learned everything about them, so you can tailor it to answer their questions and solve their problems, that passion just signs through. And that is fucking sales. It's not yeah, about having a, it's not about having a, a perfect, 
understanding of someone's psychology and uh, you know a perfect script of sales it's fucking passion and belief in your product is probably one of the most powerful things yeah man and when i realized that because i've been through the 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 ringer with the marketing guru who's never actually owned a gym and in a lot of cases those people tend to focus mostly on gyms like CrossFit gyms that run classes and those sort of things where it is just a numbers game. You've just got to get people in the door and keep them coming back, mm. which doesn't, it is just not the same. Like the, the one I worked with for a little while just never fucking properly understood what it was that we did. And so was really just always like you, you experienced off the mark with things like that. Like that idea of like a free week trial, like we don't do anything for free anymore, right? Like the, the only product we offer for free is our Instagram feed and this podcast. And there, everything else beyond that it has a fee and there's a process like we have a funnel that works from one day workshops up into a full membership. If you go all the way through it, then it all works out and you end up so bought into the process that you're committed for a long time, right? But what we found with things like that is you get people who are like, oh, can I have like a free week? I'm like, well, you can come and train here and do a session and check the place out. But turning up for a week isn't the same thing you don't get an appreciation for the real value that comes from our product because our product like you said before extends beyond just the four walls and the equipment and so realizing that there are strategies like that that don't work in a scenario like my business model is useful evidence to to have um but sometimes a hard lesson to learn because it seems so enticing, right? To get 30 new people in your gym, but it's like, ah, oh, but if like you're not set up to run 30 extra people or 28 of those people have no fucking idea what it is that you do, then you're actually just going to invest a bunch of time into a bunch of people that never come back. Yeah, I think, you know, touching on, um, touching on the, the idea of, you know, what we do, we are going to understand what we do better than anyone. Yeah, um, but we have to be careful, and you, as a business owner, you know, listening to this, have to be careful that you don't box yourself so deep in that mindset that you think you are completely different to everything, because the the most common theme I've seen people who have had businesses, coaching, and gyms or otherwise that have shut down, or that they've walked away from, is because they believed they were so special that no one could ever help them, or that nothing was for them, and so they were completely closed off to any idea of learning. Because these yeah. marketing gurus, they've got it all right. For in terms of like so much of what they do, it's just they're applying it to uh, these these industries or these um, niches that they just don't understand. And so, if we don't take control of the messaging, well, then of course it's going to fall upon the wrong ears. Um, but the actual principles they're using, they fucking work. That's why they have a business, and that's why so many businesses use them. Like, think how often we in the gym world are exposed to. I'm looking for ten guys or ten girls to come and do this fit program. It's the same script. If it wasn't working, no one would be fucking doing it. Like there's something about it that works and we have to not ignore the things that are working, but also recognize that we are niche and sort of find the middle ground between that. And if you can hit the, that nail on the head, bam, you have success. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of that actually stems, at least in my experience, has stemmed from like personal growth far more than it has business growth right is is realizing like what are the things i'm really good at what are the things i'm really shit at how do i meet them somewhere in the middle where i can actually make progress but also more importantly like what do i genuinely give a shit about because like for a little while the idea that everyone was going to be a powerlifter seemed like a really fucking great idea to me 
And now I look at where my business sits and yeah, we we still got like, we had 16 or 17 people compete on the weekend, uh, and had a great time. There's lots of people who are training for a powerlifting meet, but the idea that everyone in my gym is a powerlifter is this fallacy that still sort of floats around a little bit because I think a lot of our messaging still centers around that. But realizing for me that I don't necessarily just want to coach powerlifters forever, uh, and I actually really enjoy the challenge of coaching people for things outside of just that, has allowed me then to broaden the message that the gym sends that then is about getting the right sort of people that we want, right? Like it's not just about finding all the powerlifters in Canberra, it's about finding all the people who want to train in a place like ours that supports them in the way that they want and, and helps them get to where they want to go. Yeah, that that um, that point about, you know, that personal growth uh, just contributes to the, the authenticity that you have. And again, when it comes to having sales conversations or conversations that lead to this is what we do, this is how much it costs, give me your money. Authenticity, again, trumps like the best script in the world. You can have the best script in the world with no passion, with no authenticity, and people will see straight through yeah. Like, and if, you, if you're inauthentic and you're just putting on a, a fast, you just become that smarmy, annoying salesperson that nobody wants to buy anything from. Um, yeah. Like how, They're the worst. How cool is it to, to go somewhere and be sold something? Like, you know, if you need to go buy a TV or whatever and you're going to go to that shop and buy that TV on that day, how cool is it to go there and just observe the person speaking with passion about what they love? You know? Yeah, man and being just being carried through that you, it then becomes really easy to make a decision if you're confused because they can just guide you through their passion to what they believe is best for you and if they're genuine they're not going to fuck you over no <laughs> no exactly i don't know if you can hear the weird construction noise coming in through the window but tell me if it gets too much and i'll close my window okay. uh yeah i th- i think the the personal growth thing and being authentic is something that i continue to have like an ongoing revelation about because basically like both in like the content i put out on like on my instagram feed as opposed to on the gym's instagram feed like through sharing things about like my journey with running and doing all this cardio stuff and like the things i've shared about body image stuff and and things like that they're the ones that seem to get the most engagement because people recognize and value that authenticity and so it's just a really nice external reminder to just continually be who i am and lean into all of that because that's the shit that works that like i've never got more engagement in my instagram than i have in the last like month and a half just through sharing stuff like i am not comfortable wearing no shirt and things like that in a way that i just never thought i would like i put that shit up because it helps me process my own thoughts you know i don't necessarily do it for anyone else but to then see the engagement that comes from being really authentic like that is actually a really really encouraging thing because i think it's it's really easy especially if like me you follow a lot of people who are those couple of steps in front of you in terms of what you're doing and where you want to go in your career as a coach to feel like you have to try and impress them is sometimes like it's just this fucking cycle of misery where i know jamie's talked about it a lot like you end up running into just trying to produce this content that doesn't feel like something you actually want to do Mm. and then you realize you fucking hate it and then that's a quick recipe for burning yourself out and never wanting to come back Mm. and so i think that idea of authenticity applies to not just like how you sell but how your product works and what it is you believe in and all those sort of things because people see through it really quickly 
Hmm. You know, we've both been in and in and around this industry for long enough now to have seen so many people who seemed like they were really into it for a little bit disappear because they were never quite themselves. They were always this caricature of themselves trying to fit into someone else's mold. Hmm. And it's just not a good recipe for longevity. No, not at all. Not at all. Man, I think that's I think that's good. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have I mean I've got plenty more to say, but I feel like it'll just go on crazy tangents and go left and right and I think we've uh, covered some really helpful stuff in a pretty short amount of time. I like it. Yeah, me too. And look, if you enjoy this sort of more businessy content please tell us let us know and maybe we talk more about this side of things or if you want to just hear us repeatedly talk about squatting benching and deadlifting we can probably do that too love it give us five stars please yeah that would be great goodbye <laughs> Bye.